We're going to be talking yeah. about, we'll give them a little preview before we even do the radio show. What are we going to be talking about? So this is a little off topic from real estate, but it has to do with houses. What are some money-saving home maintenance tips in the winter? Wow. I mean, this is good because normally during the winter, a lot of people, their biggest fear is just something not blowing up, having the heater crash or the, the lawn sprinkler system freeze or something. Let's go ahead and, and we'll start the, uh, the radio portion of the program. Welcome back to the Real Estate Voice with Barb Schlinker, the weekly radio show that informs and educates you on how to buy or to sell real estate with Barb Schlinker, the owner of Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. And Barb, we're gonna be talking about the top five money-saving home maintenance tips for winter. And boy, we're in the middle of winter already. What are some of those savings tips for winter? Well, um, let's start with one which is, seems obvious, but I had no idea until I researched this, that you know the traditional incandescent bulbs, you know, the regular light bulbs. The ones I love so much. From Tom, yeah, yes. they feel like more natural light. Well, Absolutely. They're actually way more expensive to run than LED. So the traditional cost for those bulbs might be only $2, but over the life of that bulb, the electricity you use could be $180. Whoa. Yeah, and versus an LED bulb might cost $10, but the electricity you use over its life is $40, and probably a longer life. You have me on this because I have to be honest and say, I've always only compared the cost of the two bulbs, and I've right. said, well, the, between the difference between the price, I, I still prefer the warmer glow of this over here. I yeah. hadn't been thinking of it in terms of how much I was going to save on electricity. That's a that's a lot of, I can put up with a little bit of a different color based on that. Yeah, it's a, it's a big savings, but there are certain lights that... We've gotten some that flickered, almost gave me a stroke, drives me crazy. <laughs> I don't like that. How about uh, heating costs? Because that's, of course, something we're going to be uh, dealing with uh, when it starts getting cold outside the house. Yeah, and you know what? I don't know what it is, but it seems like the, H the HVAC contractors are busiest when it gets really, really cold. They get stacked up with, if there's an emergency, if a furnace goes out. Right. And so you really want to maintain the system. The, what the inspectors tell me is that, and, and this is to give hats off to some of the good inspectors I've worked with, because they are, they are good at what they do. They say during the winter time, you should replace your filter every single month. You don't have to do it in the summer because you're not using it that much. Right. But definitely at least in the winter time. This will actually expand the life of your furnace. And I just had a seller actually had the furnace go out during this last cold snap. And of course they moved out of the state and I was panicking because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I wonder if there's freeze breaks because right. it's been so cold. So we, we had to wait two days to get the contractor in there to replace the furnace. And I had to make sure double check that there was no problem with the plumbing. And luckily there wasn't, right. but it, it, I have seen in fact, one time, this not-too-bright real estate agent on one of my listings was showing one of my listings in the middle of January. It happened to be a warm day like today is. So somebody in her crew turned the furnace off, and it, it caused a lot of damage, thousands of dollars of damage because the pipes froze and broke. And what's interesting is Colorado Springs Utilities actually tracks how much gas you use down to the two hour window. Really? So she was the only one that showed the house today 
that day, and she's totally busted. Somebody Whoa. in her group shut off the furnace, Whoa. and it caused all kinds of damage. I mean, crazy. because we, we live in a state where some people I've known up in the mountains have had, you know, frozen pipes when it just gets cold and they're on yeah. an exterior wall or oh, whatever, yeah. so you have to be careful about all that. We're talking with Barb Schlinker. She's the owner of Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. As always, you can reach Barb at 719-301-3900. Again, that's 719-301-3900. I'll give that number a, a bunch of times, and then Barb has the buyers.com. Um, of course. What are uh, some of the other savings on heating costs that you can have during the winter? Well, I think investing a few hundred dollars in a programmable thermostat will easily save you that money in the first year because you can set it where if you're at work all day, you don't need to have the heat cranked out, right? right. Or maybe you could turn it down once you go to bed and then turn it back up when you get up. So you can set it. And some, some of these are so good, you can actually program them from your phone. So I think that's a really worthwhile investment. Ours is kind of goofy. I can't figure out how it works, but. Um, that's the downside for a lot of us, trust <laughs> yeah. me. What about um, water heaters? How, how can home savers, uh, homeowners, I should say, save on when it comes to their uh, water heaters in that system? Well, um, it, so there are the tankless water heaters, right? If you heard of those, they yes. actually cost six times at least of what a traditional water heater would cost. However, What's cool about them is they demand, they, they bring hot water when you need hot water. So there's not a big tank being heated 24-7, right. right? So it probably costs quite a bit of energy to heat that big water tank 24-7. Plus it runs out. It, it, yeah, it could. So, um, so if, you're, if you're leaving on vacation, just remember to think about your water heater. Turn it down to the vacation setting for a temperature. What we do is we actually shut the water off. Um, there was a vacation. See, Barb, again, the phone number is 719-301-3900. I had no idea there was a vacation setting. Zero yeah, idea. It's right there on the dial. Just turn it. <laughs> it's pretty easy. Wow. So even I could figure that out, and I'm pretty dangerous with the screwdriver. So, but, you know, I think that's very important because at least you've got the heat turned down, so you save a little bit of energy. Right. But I would also shut off the water supply because I have... I don't know how many people I've talked to that said while we were on vacation we had a plumbing leak and trash the wood floors or trash something. No, wow. Yeah. I had a neighbor that had uh, it looked like they had you know a, a Yellowstone or something blasting out of their pipes and it went on for about uh, on the outside wall and and it just spewed water all over the place for about four hours. Oh, it was boy. frozen. Um, how about uh, other tips on this? So um, it, what's interesting is if you bring in an HVAC contractor that handles furnace and water heaters and stuff like that, the last time we brought, brought one through our house, I was a little worried about our water heaters because they are getting very old. Right. Um, I like said, to know that you're just like us, quite honestly. Well, I mean, and he, he, I said, how long should water heaters last? He goes, oh, six years. I'm like, oh, <laughs> ours, ours is 18 years old, <laughs> you know. I said, so should I replace it preemptively or what? And he goes, no, just wait until it starts leaking. Oh and my like, goodness. Okay, that could be an issue because if it does have a catastrophic failure and starts leaking all over the floor and the water flowing, it could be a lot of damage. I would think, especially there has to be some, you don't have the all-time personal record of 27 years without <laughs> preemptively replacing it. Right, now but I don't that, think I'll go that far. That's, good, that's a good idea there, because you're right, uh, catastrophic failure, boy, that could be a lot of water damage down in the basement, I suppose. I, I had this one client, and he was really good at tech, and he had set up this really awesome system in his house that had a sensor 
next to the drain of the water heater because they like to RV a lot. Right. And so if the water heater failed, the sensor activated the well to shut off. And I'm oh. like, that is slick. Wow. I don't know how I did it. Wow. Anyway, it was pretty neat. He's a little bit better with a screwdriver than either one of the two of yes. us, I'll say that. <laughs> uh, what are some of the other things that can help save money during the winter months? Well, um, this is really often overlooked and people don't pay much attention to it, but do a good job of sealing up your windows and doors. So I know that inspectors and contractors have told me that windows are supposed to breathe a little bit, but over time with the weather, I would think that the caulking would fail at some point here and there. So maybe have Especially some... because we're so dry here and, and yeah. the caulking would dry and crack, I would think. Right, and some of these blasting snowstorms or whatever that we get, I mean, it could really damage um, the, the ceiling around the windows. And then um, the rubber door jams, I have a couple stories about those. Um, we had in our house, we had these rubber door jams and the, and the door that goes from the garage into the house. And this mouse ate through that rubber. Oh my gosh. Came on in, moved in. My husband opens a pantry and it just jumps out at him. I have always been able to have the garage door be the, because they're always in the garage. I mean, we yeah. live in a high desert, but you're going to have it sooner or later and mouse traps. So you need to make sure that that, that little barrier underneath yeah. your garage door, because most people are thinking just the outside door to keep the heat in. Right. No, they will, they will eat right through the rubber, which was amazing to me. So anyway, we... We took care of that, but it was shocking. That was clean the pantry day. Yes. <laughs> so. Anyway, and then um, the other thing is, is sealing doors, like our front door. So I'm not very handy. You've heard me say that more than once, but some of those rubber seals around doors, over time, they probably get brittle, they break, that, that sort of thing. And you can actually go on the, on YouTube and look up DIY, which is, stands for do-it-yourself. They actually have a channel, and they have videos of the professionals showing you exactly how to do all these things if you want to do it yourself. Or like me, I'd hire a handyman because right. our family doesn't do that. And we, we used to have a 130-pound bloodhound. Named, oh, my gosh. Named Barkley. He that was, is huge. He was yeah, he's a big boy. And uh, he loved it when the UPS guy came. This dog could open our front door when it was locked. Oh, And so my gosh. every time the UPS guy came over, he'd start howling, oh, you know, and he'd, he'd hit the lock, open the door, go on out, and say hi to the UPS guy. Oh, my god. And the gosh. UPS guy would put him back in. I didn't find this out until I was there one time when UPS guy showed up, and he goes, hey, this dog comes out all the time when I deliver. I just put him back in the house. <laughs> <laughs> so he was funny. Oh my gosh. But he kind of did some damage to that seal for sure. I would think so. Now the, the do-it-yourself thing I can tell you because I've had some things not so much on, on the house but on cars where the do-it-yourself channel is actually pretty good because you can look at it and it, maybe you go through it and it's like I could do that, I could do that and then there are other times you're looking at it and it gets to you know a minute and a half in it's like well nope you're past right. past anything that's my expertise right. whatsoever. Um, any other winter stories in terms of of, of or, or just taking care of houses during the winter because it's a time when you always talk about trying to make sure that you've got photographs and we've got your photographer with us here today but trying to get those photographs taken when you don't have a pile of snow or right. when all the grass is brown or the trees are brown. Sometimes snow is better. You know, we've had snow cover up some, some flaws in the yard but even things like um, one of the things that, that I usually panic about is if I have vacant listings and we're kind of in between the transitions from like fall to winter or winter to spring. 
a lot of times it gets overlooked to turn the heater on and we could have a cold snap. Yes. So that freaks me out. And last last year, May, it was mid-May, we had that huge storm. Yes. I didn't make it home that night. No, we <laughs> stayed up here as well. Oh, did you? Yeah. Own? I tried, but everybody was wiping out in the road. So I called my husband, get me a hotel, I'm not making it. Well, and, and you know, the, the weather, it's just Colorado. It's going to change all the time. What yeah. you do want is you want somebody who is going to be reliable, no matter what the season is, no matter what the weather is. And that is Barb Schlinker. You're listening to The Real Estate Voice with Barb Schlinker. Uh, she's your host. Uh, it's the show that informs and educates you on how to buy or to sell real estate. And we're going to take a short break. But when we come back, we're going to talk about what to do if an appraisal comes in low. You want to make sure that you hear that when we come back. All right. Thank you, Facebook watchers. Hope you enjoy the show.